there. Alexander Barkov, another shot for the Cats to win it in the seventh round. Barkov, let's go! Hello and welcome back to the Palm Tree Podcast. Uh, we have a special episode of the podcast for you guys today. Uh, I'm joined by Noah Russo, as always. That's not exciting. But um, we have two more guests for you guys today. Our first guest is John Bird, who, for any of the people who have been following us, uh, our original podcast, we started... Um, just serious Hockey Podcast. The Serious Hockey Podcast. Don't look it up. Um, it was bad. But we did that... Uh, John, John Almost, was a second episode of that, right? Yeah, we I did that. that was my first episode on the podcast, too. Yeah, so that podcast we did just under a year ago. Yeah, and I remember we were recording in the living room with... My phone. <laughs> your iPhone. Yeah, we recorded it off of my iPhone. Um, it was me, Noah, and John. Um, so if anyone uh, listened to that podcast, um, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but we got, we got John back here today. Um, he was in town, um, so we're happy to have him. Um, and then we're also joined today by uh, Jacob Barker, who I'm sure none of you know, um, but he is uh, an Ottawa Senators fan for no reason, I'm assuming. He's not from <laughs> Ottawa. Um, but he was around, so he's on today too. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we're excited about that. Um, lots to talk about. Um, the first thing we wanted to talk about was uh, Bobby Ryan and his comeback uh, coming out of the NHL substance abuse program. Um, his first home game back, scores the hat trick. Um, Jacob kind of just talking about that and what, what that meant to you as a Sens fan. Yeah, uh, it was definitely a very special moment for the franchise as a whole, too. Uh, as, as you know, any, anyone who follows hockey, the, the Senators are not... A uh, very interesting team right now. We don't have a lot of great, uh, great stories to cling on to. But like, when when those kind of opportunities come, like he did, he he's a guy that we we've loved forever. Like I I am wearing his jersey right now. Like I yeah. I love him. I, I I know he hasn't really lived up to the hype since coming, but he he had a great role in our playoff run a couple of years ago, and he's always always been a good guy. He's got an incredible story. So it was it was really nice. As it was it was really awesome to see him have some success and like really get get the support from the fans back and just do do what we know that he can do, score goals, and that was great. Yeah, I mean, I think it's someone everyone kind of likes to, to root for mm-hmm. um, with everything he's gone through. Um, and you, you can see the emotion on his face um, mm-hmm. throughout that game. Just really just an incredible moment. I mean, you couldn't have written it better than that. Um, no, were you, were you watching the game at your place? Um, Did you catch that one? I think I caught the end of it. I, I, I can't really remember exactly. Uh, I think I caught the end of that game, but w- what Bobby Ryan's doing kind of this season and coming back like that, um, it's got it's got a lot of uh, Bill Masterton vibes to it, you know? I think, yeah, I think it's... It's, it's, it's Robin Leonard last year, coming back, uh, like, huge bounce back season with the Islanders for him, and he overcame a bunch of issues and we're kind of seeing the same pattern with Bobby Ryan and I think I mean at this point in the season I would definitely have him up there as the front runner for that trophy yeah absolutely and now John you're not a Panthers fan you're not a Senators fan for some unknown reason <laughs> you're a Ducks fan yeah um 
So obviously you grew up watching Bobby Ryan. Yeah, I remember when uh, he got traded. I was in Scotland actually, and uh, I didn't have access to the internet. So my dad called me when he told me that I was actually in quite some shock, you know. Watching the team then, you know, Bobby Ryan was like one of my favorite players, you know, besides Corey Perry, obviously. But uh, that's disgusting. You know, seeing his turnaround with the Sens and what he's had to overcome in his life, you know, uh, I think the Mastersons, like, I think he's up there for sure in the contention for it, and I'm um, just very happy for the guy, you know. Personally. Yeah, I think I think that's everyone, right? You yeah. Can't, well, feel happy well yeah, you watch that game. It's a, it's a home game, right? Vancouver. They were playing Vancouver. They're playing Vancouver, and you see the Vancouver fans in the crowd, and they're all chanting Bobby. That first goal he scored. What Was it the first goal? The second goal of the game. It was in the first period. He had, yeah, the crowd was just electric. Well, I'm, I'm talking about the one that, like, the, he, uh, like, top corner. He went that, was the, that was the second goal. That, that was, was such a nice yeah. goal. He scored two quick ones at the end there. Yeah, he got the empty netter at the end, which was which was great because came from my my guy Brady Kachuk, who works hard. And yeah, it was, it was great to see like just the emotion that like all the other players had too. Like watching the, even DJ Smith like giving him a pat on the back, some back, some talking. It, like he, it was great. He was playing with two young guys, right? Yeah, so uh, they yeah they had him on a line with uh, Brady Kachuk and Josh Norris, who just recently got sent down, but has a very bright bright future with the organization. So that was that was nice to see too, right? Like they stick him with the two guys that are going to play a very key role in our future, and like he, he really stepped up in that game. Even yeah. last night against Detroit, you know he's, he was buzzing, you know four songs, you know four songs. <laughs> well, that's 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 what it's all about, and I mean. Yeah, just just a really great story. Like I, I was watching the game and he scores the first goal and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, that's just fantastic, right? That's all you could kind of ask for. He scores a goal in his his home debut, like that's a special moment. And then he gets the other two and it's just like, it's just kind of unbelievable, um, and just just a great story. Yeah, I mean, there's some great stories out there, and then there's the Florida Panthers story right now. Yeah, I guess it's not looking like a great story. Yeah, as good of a week as it was for Bobby Ryan and. The Ottawa Senators. It was an awful week for the Florida Panthers. Just <laughs> terrible all around. I mean, you know. All right, so we left off last time, and they were playing Toronto. Yes, and we talked about that. That was, you know, everyone knew how big a game that was um, going to be. Toronto has been very banged up. A lot of guys missing on the back end. Um, so you, you knew there was the, the stakes were high in that one, and I mean. One team showed up, kind of, and it wasn't the Panthers. I mean, they were up 3-1. Yeah, they were up 3-1, and then it just disappeared. Like... Quick. Yeah, really quick. Really, really quickly. And you could... The big thing for me watching... Like, my big takeaway was that Toronto's, you know, big guns, their top guys, they stepped up, and Florida's yeah, didn't. Toronto, Toronto was dominating that game. Yeah, like... Probably it, except for the, the, the end of the third period, where... The Panthers gave kind of a pushback. That, yeah. that was that was a game like that was solely dictated by Toronto. Yeah. After after they after probably the second goal. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, like you watch that game and it's just you could just tell like the Leafs were the better team in that one. They absolutely deserve to win that. Um, it's tough. Um, you know, for the Panthers, uh, obviously, you know, having that loss. Um, and then it kind of just got worse this week. It, it did, right? They 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 went on to play the Blackhawks. 
at home again. Uh, that didn't go so well. Yeah, I mean, that's a team absolutely you should be getting. You know, they get the one point. They were able to, you know, tie it up at the end um, and get it to the shootout. Ridiculous goal by Patrick Kane in the shootout. That was really nice. T- Taze had a nice one, too. Yeah. I mean, there's not much. Taze was coming in fast on his shootout attempts. There's not much. Like, and I, I, I don't remember. If yeah, I mean, like. Vitrano and Hoffman went for Florida, and they. I don't think Vitrano was even close. I think Hoffman, like, just didn't get his shot off right. But it wasn't, wasn't a very glorious attempt. No, and I mean, yeah, like, what are you going to do? Like, when you have guys like, like you know, it, it comes down. It's a coin flip, really. Um, and then... So that was that last was, night. That was last night. They had the back-to-back. They're coming out. They played the Flames today. The game just finished about 20 minutes ago. Um, both teams coming off back-to-backs. And... It went poorly again. I mean, it's it, it, it's tough to say. It's it, tough to say. They look on, on the score sheet. Three nothing loss definitely does not look good. Panthers had thirty eight shots on goal. Cam Talbot was unbelievable in he that was. game. He had that. He made nasty some... save against Hoffman in the third period on the yeah. power play. And really, for me, the backbreaker was in the third. Like they were down two nothing going into the intermission, right? Which is not ideal, but it's a very you know. You, you can come back from that, and the Flames score very quickly in the third. And it took a minute and nine seconds. And, the, yeah. and then once they did that, they kind of just shut it down and gave the Panthers not a whole lot. And even when they did, Cam Talbot stepped up and made the saves. Um, it's And, and it kind of does feel right now like you know it's the end of the Panthers' yeah, playoff. If, so if we look at the standings, their, their best shot at this point would be not to go for that third spot in the Atlantic, but rather to go for the wild card. But even then, they're um, three uh, three points back with no games in hand. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. Uh, granted, Columbus is not playing really good hockey right now. They're do- they're losing a lot of uh, and they've had a lot of injuries as well. But it's. Carolina's up there, yeah. and I don't think that Florida could get so, past Carolina. So, looking at the wild card spots right now in the East, um, the teams that are really in the mix are Florida, the Rangers, Carolina, Columbus, and the Islanders. So, of those four, five teams going around, which two do you see coming out? Uh, you know, victorious have taken those wild card spots. We'll start with Jacob. Uh, I was just I was just looking at the uh, the Leafs highlights. Yeah, the Panthers. Leafs and Panthers highlights here, just because I was curious about <clears throat> Mr. Bobrovsky's play in that. Uh, he's yeah, just touching on that since I'm on it right now. I I think uh, Sir like Sergey has had a bit of a down year. They might be an understatement. Yeah, it's a, that is a bit of an understatement, but he uh, there's still plenty of hockey left and if they want to chase those final spots you need you need to ask a little bit more of the guy you're paying 10 million dollars to stop pucks yeah. and 19 saves on 23 shots against the Leafs in a, in a do or die game is not not what you want out of your out of your starting goalie right yeah no not at all so uh, looking at it wild card spots what two teams do you see coming out of this? Uh, first one, I like the Islanders. I think they're gonna, they're going to come out. I love. I mean, as a as a Sens fan, I love JG Pajot, and I think he's a he's an excellent addition. I think they overpaid a little bit for him, but just a little bit. But it's draft pick, so it's not like they're they're losing any. But they signed him. The roster. I yeah. think that's a that's a massive thing that you have to take into account in that 
signing, you know? Yeah, they, they got the extension that they wanted, but, uh, yeah, I'm still happy with the return as a Sens fan in that case, but uh, I think they're they're loading up. I think they're in a good spot. They're uh, not playing any games at the Barclays for uh, for the playoffs, so they, that's and always a positive. season. Yeah, so that's always a positive sign. Uh, yeah, because that building sucks. Yeah, it That is. really sucks. Yeah. That's an awful building. So I think, I think the Islanders are going to take that first spot. The second spot's a bit of a toss-up in my mind. Uh... Florida has a long way to go, like five, like five points out of that. Yeah, like you, you look at the points; they're not that far out of it. But you look at the teams they have to jump. Yeah, and it's a long way. Like you're looking at even the guys that are just like Carolina and the Rangers are ahead of them right now, points, and they both have games in hand on Florida. So that's that's not a great sight. I I don't think Columbus will take that last spot. I think it's either going to be the Rangers or Carolina. Uh, right now, I'm going to say the Rangers. Uh, I think that depending on how long it takes for Shostyurkin to come back, I love Igor Shostyurkin. I think he's an incredible goaltender. He's going to be sick. Uh, so I think <laughs> Thank he, you, Shostyurkin fan. Yeah, those guys, like, I think they have the right, like, their team's constructed properly, and I think they, they can they can take the last spot. Carolina could, too. Like, they're, they're very comparable in that case. But, uh, yeah, I've got the Islanders for sure, and then a toss-up between the Rangers and Carolina. But I don't think Columbus is going to be able to hold on. I don't don't think Florida's going to have enough to get into that spot. Yeah, John, what are you thinking? Wild card spots. I'm thinking Carolina for sure. You know, bringing Vatnin and Shea. You know, strengthen the blue line up a bit. You know. Yeah, for um, sure. Hmm. Kind of tossed up between the Islanders and uh, Florida. Florida, actually. Oh, you're still believing you know, in the Panthers. I, I believe in them. Love you know. to hear it. Think Love to hear it. Quinville, you know, a great coach. You know, he's been in situations like this before. I think, you know, it can get the team on, like, the right mental, you know. Yeah, no, yeah. Have we, to be going <laughs> in. And, you know, I think if they can squeeze in there, you know, definitely a dark horse when it comes. Yeah, you know, you know, for sure. Um, <laughs> Noah, who you got? Um, first one, I'm going to say either the Islanders or the Penguins. Um, oh, you I think, think Penguins I, are going to fall think, out? I think the Islanders could catch up to the Penguins, and I think there could be a, a little uh, exchange there. Just considering both teams are doing really bad in their last ten, uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Pittsburgh has lost six in a row now. That's not good. Not ideal, especially considering they've been like so injured throughout the year. Yeah. You know, they have Malkin and Crosby around right now, um, and they just are doing... Uh, really, it's just it's, not working. It's not, it's not working, so I could easily see the Islanders jumping into that third spot in the Metro and seeing Pittsburgh maybe fall back into uh, the wildcard spot. And second wild card, I mean, Buffalo Sabres. Buffalo <laughs> Sabres. Train. Um, I mean, no, you, I, you think, I think they're done. Uh, <laughs> that was a... I don't know what Jason Bottero is thinking in Buffalo right now. I don't know if he thinks that he can get the fan base back by trading for Wayne Simmons. Well, I know, no, no. I think if you want to get a fan base excited and you want to build up their playoff hopes, you go out and you get Wayne Simmons and you go out and you get Dominic Cahoon and you make a push in a statement. And I, you know, I commend him for that, no doubt. Um, that's just brilliant work by him. Um, I think they are out, though. I think. <laughs> I think I, I think Jack Eichel literally said in his interview last night, he it's said, over. He said, big picture, doesn't look good, something like that. While uh, wearing his equipment still. Fully clothed <laughs> in his equipment, with everyone else out of the dressing room. 
Yeah, so I, I mean, tell. if that's not a man who's given up, I don't know what it is. Yeah, but <laughs> second wild card spot, I don't think. I don't think they. I think Carolina's got that. Uh, they they're one point back on Columbus with two games in hand. Carolina's a really really good team, and once they start getting their guys back uh, to full health, they're going to be dangerous, especially yeah. if they can sneak into the playoffs with that second wild card spot. Yeah, like I think if the Rangers, because Kreider just went down, right? He did. And that line was buzzing with him and Zibanejad. Um former senator. Quick shout out yeah. um, for Jacob, but. Um, yeah, I think if, if Kreider was healthy, I think I'd probably pick the Rangers. Um, but with, with him hurt, I think, yeah, I'm going to go with Carolina. The, the Rangers just lost to Philadelphia today, I think. Yeah. They lost two in a row to Philadelphia. Philadelphia's been... Philly's been doing very good. Eight and two in their last ten. Um, you know, and, you know, they made some big ads at the deadline. Derek Grant. Um yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't get much bigger. You want to making a splash there, <laughs> going all in, so respect that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, at this point in the season, considering, I mean, the, the latest uh, the latest games, I don't think Florida is really competing for that spot anymore. No, and I, th- I think you can... Unless we saw all the other teams above them start doing very poorly, I... Doesn't look good for Florida. No, and like we saw them go on that six-game run before the All-Star break, right? And things were looking very, very good for them, and they've just kind of fallen apart here over the last, you know, ten or so games. If they could get, you know, like if they're going to make a push, they have to win a lot of games real quick, and they have some tough matchups coming up. They have the Bruins. I know they play. They play the Leafs again. They play the Leafs again um, later down the line, but they have, yeah, they have a couple against the Blues. They have a couple, you know, points night games Not, against the Devils and yeah. Red Wings. That's nice for them. Um, you know, help the boys for sure. Bruins tough, like it's, so. It's going to be a battle for sure. Yeah. Um, and and Toronto has been cruising with they the play, injuries they've had. Yeah. So, not ideal, I would say. You they know, play, they play a lot of good teams and a lot of bad teams. I'd say. What? Like, that's, like they don't play. That's great. They don't play any <laughs> middle of the pack. Teams, really. I, Ottawa, not middle of the pack. And they, uh, Bobby uh, Ryan's they, back, though. <laughs> they play twice, you know. Uh, Buffalo, Montreal, uh, those should all be gimme games. And then you're like Boston, uh, Boston twice, St. Louis twice, Toronto, Dallas. Not easy games to. And no. Winnipeg. Not going to be easy, especially considering uh, they're going to have a lot of games on the road. Yes. Um, okay. Um, sorry, we have some spectators here watching the podcast, which is nice. Always appreciate the support of some of our fans. Um, we got about ten minutes left here, um, guys. Almost over. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> we're gonna close <laughs> off here. Um, Jacob Barker here. This guy loves talking salary caps. Loves crunching the numbers. So, uh, Jacob, yeah, let it let it be known. I looked up the uh, Detroit, sorry, not Detroit, the uh, Florida Panthers um, on cap friendly, and Justin saw this, and now we are going to talk about the Florida Panthers uh, cap situation. Um, so, looking for like if this year's kind of a wash, what kind of activity do you see the Panthers 
uh, kind of doing well, in the off season, getting ready for next year. Well, they've got all their key guys locked up. Like as you can see, like Huberto's still got three three more after this. Barkov's got a couple more. The the only ones that you know, like they've got Bobrovsky for way too long, and they have like Ekblad and Yandel are still around. So they're keeping their core. The only ones that you got you got to look at. I'm curious to see what they do with guys like Dadanov and Hoffman. Um, whether they get raises, whether they even get re-signed. Like, those are, those are guys that are good, but very, um, like, they're not your your go-to guys. Like, they're not yeah. your Barkov, they're not your Huberto. So they have to be careful with how much, how close they are to overpaying. Like I said, they don't want to spend Maple Leaf money on these guys. That's uh, true. Yeah. I, I do love the fact that Huberto and Barkov are both on very team-friendly yeah. deals, like under $6 million for each of them. Marner and Matthews are pretty team-friendly, though. They did take I, a bit I of hear, a pay. I hear Marner took a pay cut, though. Yeah, if you, if you Absolutely. argue that he's pretty, almost double what Barkov and do. Yeah. Which I think is part of it, too. Like When you look at the Panthers, like their salary cap situation, they have so many good players on such great deals. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a shame they haven't been able to do anything so yeah. far. What's, um, what's in, Marner's AAV right now? I think he's 16? Or no, I don't know. It's not. It's not. It's a lot. AV's ten, ten something. High high tens. I think it's like ten six. It's 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 ten. It's not good. I got it. All right, we got we got, we got. We're just gonna take a quick look here. It's ten point nine essentially. Here. Yeah, oh wait. That's yeah, that's ten. It's ten point nine, and. Huberto and Barkov are making a combined 10.8. So good <laughs> So here we are with Florida having their two arguably best players locked up at less than one guy on the Leafs. So that's um, yeah, like that. That's very team friendly. That's very good. Now I don't love the fact they have Bobrovsky locked up at 10 million for the next. I don't think anyone loves seven, that. <laughs> seven years. Plus. You, you know what else is interesting <laughs> is Noel Chari, who currently carries a AV of 1.66 million. Has a modified no trade clause, where he gets to submit ten team no trade list, which is fine. But do we know if in the expansion draft they're forced to protect him? I believe we had talked about this before on the podcast. Yeah, and we said we were gonna look into it, <laughs> and I'm fairly certain neither of us did. <laughs> so look <laughs> at on that, no doubt. You're, you're, at that point, you're. You're keep, you're um, using a pretty valuable like um, uh, keeper uh, slot on Noel Achari, who's thirty and earning one point six million for one more year. Yeah, but he's a good locker room guy too. So there's that. Um, but yeah, the, the the big question marks I think are around Mike Hoffman and Evgeny Dadnov. Um, Eric Hall is also UFA. We'll see what what they do with him. Uh, like who who do they have coming up right now in the depth chart? In the got... prospects, well, we've done a couple prospect episodes. They have yeah. Grigory Denisenko, who's a pretty good player. Oh, yeah, Owen him. Tippett's had a great year in the AHL. Uh, Niemi how's Heponiemi not... doing? Not good. <laughs> not great. <laughs> not great. His stock really, really plummeted. Yeah, it really it, it started low, went really high, and then collapsed. But there's still time, so yeah. I, he's got 14 points in 46 games with the Thunderbirds this season. That includes three goals and 11 assists. So he's a disher. 
just not a great one. It's very um, similar to Eli Tolvanen, man. I'm starting to notice a lot of these players that he's are had a, He's had a good year, though, this year, eh? Tolvanen? His, his, like, stock just rises and plummets, though. Like, it depends on who you talk to, but he, like, some people love him, some people hate him. But I find a lot of people that are coming out of, like, these young guys that are coming from, like, the Scandinavian countries are, like, so, like, highly touted early on, and then just... Fall, like a lot of them are falling, and they're so. Is what you're trying to say up. is that all Scandinavian players are overrated? Absolutely, that's what I'm trying to say. Pat, <laughs> name a Scandinavian player, and that's that's essentially what it is. I mean, Tolvanen, Puljujarvi, Elias Anderson. I think you know you're onto something there. <laughs> <laughs> no, like essentially what you're seeing is just yeah, these guys. A lot, a lot of these guys are getting very high ratings early on, yeah, and then it's starting when they come over to North America. Now, mind you, like. Heppenami has been in North America for how long? Like a year. Well, he played his junior. He played his junior for Swift Current. Okay, so he's With, been here for a while. Yeah, so he's been yeah, here, but yeah, then he went, yeah, then yeah. went back, and okay. then he came back. Yeah, I, so I, he's, I, just, he's just so yeah. small. I usually he's like, like a to really give him, small guy. I usually like to give him about a year or two to figure it out because it is diff- it's a different game to just like explain in the A. He's five nine and one hundred and forty three pounds. Yeah, it's small. It's yeah. really <laughs> small. Believe like. 140 pounds in, like, the AHL and the NHL is very light. Yeah. You know? Especially for a guy who's 5'9". Yeah. Not not ideal size, obviously. But, well, that was the thing we talked about when we were talking about yeah. him, was that he definitely needs to, to add some strength to his frame, which he has yet to do. Um, to me, like, in, in when talking about prospects, I think the, the one big thing when you look at other top teams in the league is they've had a lot of really you know, good prospects pan out and come up and contribute, whereas Florida has kind of lacked that. Yeah, and you can certainly say that about a few teams in the league. Yeah. But Florida definitely is one of them that, yeah. you know, yeah, Barkov and Huberto, but I'm pretty sure, <laughs> I know for a fact Barkov played in his first season after yeah. the draft, and Huberto was pretty close to that. Both yeah. of them are very high-level picks, too. Those both, are yeah, those are, those are top three yeah. picks, both of those guys. You look at the depth draft picks but then, that they've made. But then you look around at the rest of the roster here, you have Hoffman, trade. Dadunov, signed as a free agent. Brett Connolly, signed as a free agent. Eric Halla, trade. Vetrano, signed as a free agent. Achari, signed as a free agent. Colton Sevier, homegrown. And it, it doesn't look good, especially considering you have Riley Smith and Jonathan Marsh, so both doing very well on the Vegas Golden Knights. And it's kind of it's kind of hard to remember. You know, those were both Panthers. Yeah, it's always sad to see those guys. And, I mean, it's good for them for having the success they've had, especially because Riley Smith is on my fantasy team. But um, just not great for the Panthers. Yeah, <laughs> just not not ideal, and that's. I'm also curious about their goalie situation. So Bobrovsky's long term, right? But then Montembeau is done after this year. Like he's an RFA. I assume they bring him back. But well, do you bring him back or Chris Drieger? Chris Drieger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, a, that's yeah. a, you know. Like, I believe he was in the Ottawa Senators system for a while. Yeah, <laughs> he if was. I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, he, he almost played a game, I believe. I I believe he played one game with us, if I remember. I don't think he started he played it, though. Three. I think he With Ottawa? Three with Ottawa. I remember one vividly. It was this one. The the game he played in 2015-16. His only, you got a shutout. No, sorry, then it was 16-17, yeah, because yeah, he let in six goals. I remember oh, that yeah. one. Well, that was just defensive coverage mostly. Yeah, the, so don't I would in the year that we went for it. That was yeah. <laughs> but, you know, in, in nine games with the Panthers so far, he has a two thirty five 
goals against average, and 932 save percentage. Really Which for a Panthers goalie, I and mean, for a backup, really doesn't seem too bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that was like we talked about it at the start of the year about what was different about the Panthers this year's to years past, and we said you know they finally seem to have figured out their goaltending situation, which has you know plagued them for a long time with Reimer and Luongo. Um, but no, more of the same. And another thing about goaltenders this off season, there is going to be a lot of goal- goalies available. Yeah, you know. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what, what happens, but there are a lot of goalies that are going to be available. Uh, I mean, I can think of Brain Holtby. He's a pending UFA. Uh, Robin Leonard. Robin Leonard. Uh, Mike Smith. Mike. <laughs> while we're talking. Cam Talbot while we're at it. Yeah, lots uh, of big names. I think Corey Crawford's contract is expiring as well. Um, oh, so, you know. I might have to check that. But perfect goalie for the Panthers. Of, there's a lot of goalies that are going to end up on the free agent market this season if they don't re-sign with their teams. So, going to be interesting to yeah. keep an eye out for that. Maybe the Panthers decide to go in that direction. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, like, the, we heard that, the, you know, ownership was looking to cut some money, right? And I think that means you have, um, you know, I would definitely want to have Dad and Oliver Hoffman gone. Um, well, that, that's why they Trocheck deal, right? Yeah, to clear some money, right? You bring in Hall, probably a rental. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I imagine the team will look a lot different next year. Exactly how, I have no idea. Um, but we'll just have to kind of yeah. wait and see. Um, that is our time, guys. Last word here, though, to John, oh, who has God. not spoken in like 10 minutes. <laughs> John, how would you enjoy the podcast? Any last thoughts on the Panthers? You know, it's, it's always a pleasure to be with the lads, you know. We do know, the fans know, always a pleasure having you on. Um, Thank you to everyone tuning in. We'll be back on Thursday with a new episode.